Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Big Blend travel and wine writer Hillary Larson is back on Big Blend Radio today, and she's going to talk about Chateau Neuf du Pont. <laughs> I'm getting there. France. It's one of the most famous wine regions in the world. Not all of us can pronounce it, but, you know, we, we, we'll go there. Uh, but along with writing about her travels, Hillary is also a wine educator. She's a sommelier and the co-owner of Northwinds Wine Consulting based in Southern California. So keep up with her at NorthwindsWineConsulting.com. She's on Twitter at NorthwindsWine, Facebook under the same name. And uh, if you go to BlendRadioAndTV.com and go to our expert department, you'll find Hillary there, and you can click on her, uh, read more about her, and find her articles and past interviews with us there as well. But welcome back, Hillary. How are you? I'm just wonderful. I'm a little roasting here in Temecula, but uh, wow. I don't think it's as hot here as it is where you are. Yeah, we're we're going to get up to 116. Oh, yay. Oh, Not okay. necessarily today, but yeah. it's climbing every yeah. day. Yeah, okay, what, what can I say? I think I know. Sangria. Some, That's what I say. some <laughs> white wine or some rosé and turn up the AC and forget it's even out there. I know, yes, I know. Finish it. the magazine is what, that's the, what we're going to do. That's it's about. Finish the magazine, and then at nine o'clock at night, when it cools down, we can go outside and and have uh, that little bit of bit of rosé, you know, or yeah, drink rose. with the bats. Hey, it was National Rosé Day the other day. I was thinking of you. I did know. You, did you get involved? Yeah, because I know you love rosé. Well, every day you know? is rosé day oh. in our household. But uh, I did write for Languedoc Day, which was a couple of weeks before that. I did mm. write about some wonderful uh, rosés from the Languedoc region of southern France. So I, mm. I kind of uh, did a little preview, I guess, of rosé day. But, yeah, rosé day is all year round, I think. I but have it's a nice to have a specific day to celebrate it because it's, yeah. it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful wine style. Well, yes, I, I know that you research well. I mean, it's this research. Yeah, you research well, and then part of the research not only is tasting, <laughs> but actually well, that visiting. Is the research. Yeah, but visiting. Are you and calling me a wine the, nerd? <laughs> she's a wine geek. You know. You know, there's a and I wear the I wear up. the badge proudly. There's there's a walk with the wine walk with the geek day coming up a, a national new national holiday walk with the geek. Oh my so gosh! I would I want to take a walk with the wine geek. <laughs> I'm going to change it. Geek, you'd never finish the walk. I know. Because I know. explained everything. Okay. All right. So I know. So talk about walking and wine. Uh, Chateau Neuf du Pop. Am I saying this correctly? Help help. Yes. Chateau you know, Neuf du Pop. The chef on beforehand said it like poof. I was like, man, he he just it rolls off his tongue like, brink. Yep. you know. I'm like, as I'm doing, I'm like, Chateau. Thank you for helping with that. <laughs> I, I try, I try, because it can be, you know, there's a lot of tongue twisters when it comes to the language of wine, and uh, mm. you know, just because you study wine doesn't mean you can say them all. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, especially you know, the, the research. The more part. you study, the less you can. Say. And then you can't say it anyway. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Over over the interviews, you know, I'm starting to pick up certain words and certain things, and so it does have a branch that runs through it or a river of wine that runs through these words that we can eventually start to understand because they do mm-hmm. connect in some way, you know. So they that's do. a they do. That's, that's a good thing. But now, Chateau Pop, uh, and I'm, no. I'm going to stop saying it now because I'm going to ruin it. Uh, just, this, just call it Chateau Neuf. That's how the locals refer to it because it is Chateau a very Neuf. long name. I can do that. But just say Chateau Neuf, it's easier. Okay, Chateau Neuf. That is in the south of France, right, or southern France? Is it, it is south, in the south, south of France? France. It's in the southern Rhone Valley. Uh, the Rhone River is the main river that runs from the, uh, starting in the Alps and runs right down to the Mediterranean Sea near Marseille. So, mm. uh fundamental in the development of Europe and the history of, of Europe. The, it was the Romans' main thoroughfare, 
and uh, mm-hmm. it is a fantastic wine growing region. There's the Northern Rhone, and then the Southern Rhone. It's in two parts, which are quite distinct. Uh, and quite different from one another. Uh, and Chateauneuf-du-Pop is an, a region inside the Southern Rhone area. It's about okay. uh, halfway between two very famous cities. One in to the south is Avignon. A lot of people have heard that. A lot of the cruise ships, I think Linda Kassam came in on your show, oh, ages ago, and I get last year, and talked about uh, a cruise she did on the mm-hmm, Rhone mm-hmm. River. And they stopped in Avignon. It was and visited the Palace of the Pope and saw the remnants of the Pont d'Avignon, the famous bridge that once crossed the Rhone River in medieval times. It's uh, Chateauneuf-du-Pape is north of Avignon and just south of the also historic city of Orange, uh, spelt like orange, and uh, that's where you can find some very, very famous Roman ruins. Beautiful Roman amphitheater still exists there. See, that's interesting because a lot of us think of France and we don't think about Roman ruins and we don't think about the Greeks. And and you bring this in to, you know, the whole Chateauneuf area that, um, now I said it, yeah, I did say it right. Okay. Yes, you did. See, you don't even realize it. You just say it now. I am getting there. I'm getting there. But you you (laughs) brought in, like, the history of this area. So the wine actually didn't start with the French there. It started with the Greeks, right? And then it's, or is it, like... How did that happen? It did, that, and yeah, it even the bef- before the Greeks got there, the Gauls, the sort of indigenous uh, peoples of what we now call France, uh, were in the region, and some of, there were some wild grapes growing there. Uh, one of them uh, was is Vignet, and another is uh, one that most people probably know if they drink red wine, especially from France, is Syrah. And uh, they use the grapes to make some sort of fermented beverage. Uh, but it was really the hmm. Greeks, when they first landed in Marseille and started to uh, spread along the Mediterranean coast, that brought viticulture and wine production to the region. Because wine was big business back then. It was the biggest commodity hmm. that was traded all throughout the, the ancient world. And uh, when the Greeks were done, then their uh, empire declined, then the Romans came in, and the Romans really, really did uh, a lot for the spreading of wine, because everywhere they went, they had to have wine and vineyards uh, to supply their troops and to (laughs) supply their culture. Pardon me? Yeah. I, I, we understand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a necessity. <laughs> that, that, it know, is. Part and, you know, you couldn't always bring it in, so you grew it yourself. And then in, in your article, mm. everyone, uh, Hillary's got an article. You'll be able to see that up on Blend Radio and TV.com next week and uh, in the fall issue of uh, Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. That fall issue is like the wine issue. Like, this is like, mm. that. I can't All wait right. for that. And it's a good season to have it, right? Fall is a good wine time. You know, that's why oh, every day Oh, most but, definitely. Harvest. A whole new vintage yeah, coming out. Always exciting. Yeah. Yes. And, hey, you know what? We've got new things we're going to try for wine. There's these, you know how we love to take our walks and our champagne hikes, but they have. Yes. Um, we're gonna try these. They're like wine glass covers, so bugs can't get in your wine. Because that is a factor. So we got new things. We'll let you know how that runs. But um, uh, yeah, will I'm there all be excited pictures about. so we can see you using yes. these? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Priscilla, the monkey. That she gets to be in all of those. She's our photo. But person. she she falls down every time she drinks. I know. She's always got her tail up yeah. and her face well, down. Well, no, the last time we took a champagne hike was here in Madeira Canyon, and you know it was beautiful. And man, these big bumblebees kept trying to get in our champagne, and we're like, and it was bubbly day too. Yeah, it was. They knew. Uh, they knew. And it was like, you know, these Humming are the pollinators. Birds, butterflies and and bees. Everybody Come kept coming and hanging out with us, and we're like, look, we love you, but, like, you can't have our wine. That's not good for and pollination. You can't have drunk pollination. A squirrel. Yeah, yeah. A squirrel? squirrel wanted the wine. Yeah, the squirrel came, and he yelled at us and barked and, and made monkey noises. At us. We're like, what the heck? I thought he was going to spray on Nancy. <laughs> I but anyway. know. I was like, what is, dude, what I do? Okay, See, everybody likes back on track. <laughs> We're getting back on track here. Let's, let's go back. So the Romans were there. Now, the other part in your article, you said, now, okay, so Chateauneuf, Gets its claim to wine fame through the Catholic Church. So we yes, got to thank churches here. 
<laughs> yeah, the Catholic Church, after the Romans, the biggest uh, landowners and vineyard owners and wine growers and winemakers were the Catholic Church. So, uh, and what made Chateauneuf de Pop so well known was that in, I think it was the 14th century, there was a, I think it was called the schism. Isn't that a great word, schism? Uh-huh. And uh, what it meant was that they moved the papal seat from Rome to Avignon in the south of France. And, of course, mm-hmm. they started to drink the wines and enjoyed them. And uh, the, uh, the, the popes, and this was Pope Clement V, who was the first of, I think there was about 10 or 13 popes uh, that uh, were seated in Avignon. He realized how great the wines were. So they started planting more vineyards in Chateauneuf-du-Pape. And then Pope John XII, his successor, took it a step further and built a beautiful summer home up at the very top of the hill overlooking the village and the vineyards and the river. And that's how the town, the village, got its name because Chateau Neuf de Pop translates okay, yeah. to New Castle of the Pope. So popes get to have castles. How nice for them. They do. I know. That was, a, that was the first thing. I didn't know that. I was like, really? The popes I, back know, then were a little different from the popes pope. we have now. What can I say? Okay, yeah. I'm like, okay. Are you sure? I don't know. Oh, I don't no. want to get into that conversation. But all that's, I know yeah, is, so like, I didn't know that. different thing. I know, like, so the Pope has a summer home and wine. Like, this is sounding good. Well, they might, used to be. Yeah. Very, <laughs> the, the, the earlier Popes were extremely powerful politically. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. Yes. Well, they, yeah, they just were little the Borgias, Borgias, right? Too. That tells you all no, about it. Oh, boy. Let's, they just, were, let's they were, talk about wine. They let's were talk about boys. wine. I'm trying to keep us on. I'm trying to keep <laughs> us on the track here. So the wine is there, but, okay, so this is what's interesting. We just had this conversation about Albany, Oregon, and that it's part of this ice age trail, this, like, this ice trail that we have in America. But mm-hmm. it seems that, and they have Pinot Noirs and all this going on in Oregon and, like, even oh, yeah, uh, Pinnacles do. area, San Benito County, mm-hmm. with all that rock and limestone rock. So things that I'm starting to learn is that where you have, like, crazy geology Crazy geology, like crazy cool geology, means that you're going to have crazy cool wine. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. I, I would say that's moment. probably a, a very good way to put it because, you know, that's another thing that we wine lovers can get really geeky about is the geology because mm-hmm. the, the grapes grow in the ground. And for those of us who would call ourselves terroirists, we believe that the grapes speak of the ground in which they're grown and all the other Mm -hmm. factors that influence how they grow. Mm -hmm. So, yes, definitely. And the the different soil types and the the, uh, geology around Chateauneuf-de-Pop is fascinating and beautiful, too. Absolutely beautiful. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Beautiful. Uh, And it was carved by the Ice Age, that whole Rhone River didn't exist until I think it was the fourth ice age when the glaciers moved down from the Alps and pushed their way down towards what is now the Mediterranean. And of course, as they move, they grind up everything in their path and push it along with them. And then when the uh, ice receded, everything it had moved down is still left there. So that's how you get these wonderful, uh, there's a a type of stone called called a galette roule. And it's like a ball, and it's this beautiful, tumbled uh, granite rock that is not, that stone is not indigenous 
to the southern Rhone Valley, those were tumbled and tumbled through hundreds and thousands of years mm. by the ice and transported to the south of France and just left there. And now they're scattered all over these vineyards and uh, help to make the wines even better. Wow, you could be a geology yeah. teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm just the first time I've really understood that. Yeah, no, but I have <laughs> mocha balls. I have I have mocha balls that. Um, oh, pardon. I know I'm quite. These are like little <laughs> rock bollockies. Sorry, everybody, but it's true. There's um, bollockies. They're little bollockies, but they, I have this uh, this these mocha balls, and they're from the southwest, and they moved and moved and moved, mm-hmm. and they're perfect little flying saucer balls. And if you cut them open, which you really don't want to do because it just ruins it. It's like compact sand that is hardened on the edge. It's trippy because they do look like little flying mm-hmm. saucers. It's like red sand wrapped in kind Chocolate. of a polished lava. Chocolate. It's wow. Serious. It's like you could eat it. And yeah. it's, it's from the southwest. And they're, and they're usually perfectly round. Yeah, with a, like a little flying saucer edge on it in the middle, like Saturn. It How looks fascinating. Like it looks it's like Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it does, but don't worry. Sorry. Oh, I just say that childish, say childish, 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 childish. Nancy, Nancy, what one. can I say? Just, you see how, you see how, do you see how we learn geology over here? Okay. But the thing so is, it, it's, it's the ring. Not we the all ring. learn in our own unique ways, right? I know, I know, you know. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, anyway, I want to I want to say this. Okay, so you get this. So the wines, like you were saying, the red. You've got a lot of reds, but I want to jump ahead here before we talk about the mm-hmm. kinds of wine. But you talked about one of the wineries there, Domaine de la Jeunesse. I don't know. Oh, Jeunesse. Mm-hmm. Jeunesse. Okay, but I got Domaine. <laughs> okay, getting there. But you talk about them that they grow their their vineyards on four different types of soil. So this goes with what we're talking about with the geology and the soils and everything, that they they look at their soil almost like that. it's it's, it's what they use to yeah. make different wine more than grapes sometimes, I think. Well, not, That's maybe not right, more and than different, grapes, different grape varieties <laughs> like different types of soil. You know, some like yeah. a, a sandier soil, some like a rockier mm-hmm. soil, some like limestone, some like... Uh, you know, granite, different vines like different types of soil. And so when you pair the vine with the proper soil type, it's really magical. And because they have these different types of soil, they have uh, what they call sabla or sand, sandy soils that are closer down to the river, you know, the silty kinds of soils. They have Mm. uh, loamy soils. They've got um, these beautiful red um, uh, soils that are oxidized iron, and they're this beautiful Mm -hmm. orangey red color, uh, and they have limestone. Uh, Limestone's very Mm. prevalent. That was uh, formed uh, from the outside exoskeletons of prehistoric seashells. So you have all wow. these different types of soils, and in Chateauneuf-du-Pape, they are allowed to grow 13 different varieties of grapes. So you have different grapes grown on different soils, and then they really, really employ the art of blending them all together because they all have these different characters and they all kind of bring something to the party so to speak so Mm. it's putting up the perfect guest list together and you get this wonderful wonderful wine so would they do a hybrid grape Oh, no, they uh, hybrids, they're not allowed to grow them. Uh, the way okay. they set up the system in France, if you look at a bottle of wine from France, you'll notice sometimes it has what's called an AOC or now an AOP, and that stands uh, for a delineated growing region. Just like in America, we have the AVAs, the American Viticultural Areas. In mm-hmm. France, they have the same thing but on steroids, and they have all these laws about what they can grow, where they can grow it, how they grow it, when they harvest it, and how they make the wines. It's really, really regulated. And they do it so that you're insured quality as a consumer. Mm -hmm. So they don't uh, grow any hybrids. They only grow what are called uh, vitis vinifera or the noble wine grapes. Noble. No. Noble wine. Sure. Oh, wow. This is... (laughs) 
But didn't they create no. like one of the systems for you know quality over in Chateau Neuf? Yes, they did. They started very early. They uh, because their wines were so well known. In order to ward off uh, imposters, which did happen, uh, they decided to form a syndicate, a viticultural syndicate, and that was way back in the 1800s. And it sort of set these areas of where the grapes would be grown, these geographical boundaries and and rules of production. And then they grew and grew, and they sort of set the the standards for what became the Appellation de Origine Contrôlée, so the uh, appellation or region uh, of origin Uh controls, and or AOC. It's easier to say AOC. And uh, Chateauneuf-de-Pape was one of the very first of the regions to be named in AOC back in 1936. Wow. So, Hillary, hmm. where did you learn how to teach? Well, I think it's because I like talking about wine. <laughs> and I like sharing wine and just, you know, spreading the gospel. And that's one reason I I write about wine, too, is because I can reach more people through an article, uh, say, in Big Blend, than I can by teaching a a class about wines or talking to a a group of uh, people who are going to work in an industry tasting room, in a winery tasting Mm -hmm. room. But uh, I just, I don't even know if I really teach. I just like to talk about it, and hopefully people find it interesting and glean something from it, and they want to go and explore some more. Yeah, it's every time you come on the show when we talk about history, make history fun, and then you made geology fun, even though you have, I know our audience has brains, right? And, and you know, they're they're smart, but then you've got Nancy and I sitting here going, oh, she said balls, you know. <laughs> I mean, you've, got, you've got two children. I said bull. I, yeah, but, no. you know, you're talking to Nancy and Lisa here, and Priscilla is already down because she even heard the wi- word wine, and, and she's down. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she's just, you know, the way she is. But no, but I mean, you yeah. really do have that. Every time you talk, it's like, wow, you're you're teaching teaching us stuff, and and we don't realize like it's not like in class when you know the knuckle yeah. ruler comes out. You know what I mean? So no, it's just, it's really interesting to me about how the soil and everything makes you know good wine. And Nancy, you were no, I was just wondering if any other um, product produce, be fruit or vegetable has the same kind of strictness and laws and everything attached to it. They actually do, and they have a similar kind of setup in France uh, to the AOC with these production rules and areas Mm -hmm. of production and so on for things like cheese, uh, for, uh, let's see, what else? Not so much for chocolate because the beans, they don't grow the beans, so they have to bring them in Mm. from other countries, but definitely for cheese and uh, for a lot of other sort of indigenous products for uh, salt. You know, salt is a really big thing in France, both from the Atlantic and also the Mediterranean. Uh, So, Mm. uh, yes, they do, most definitely. And olive oil, too. And olive oil Mm. is another Mm. example of where you can, you know, as I like to say, taste the place, taste where the uh, mm-hmm. where the fruit is grown. In this case, olives. So yeah, definitely, it is something. And and I think more and more as people want to know where their food comes from, where these different products mm-hmm. come from, and how they're grown. If you know that there's a guarantee that it's grown without GMOs and without all these mm-hmm. other things that we don't want in our food that is more a pure food or more of a heritage mm-hmm. food, uh, I think that knowledge is, is really appreciated and continuing to grow as well. Mm. For sure. I think so, and I think if we had more of these rules in place from a long time ago, like back in the 30s, like France did, um, we'd be a little bit better off now in this country. Mm-hmm. I think you so, know, too. It, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I know... I remember years ago, um, this guy I know he he was just come back from the south of France, and he's like, "I'm moving there because you can actually <laughs> taste the fruits and vegetables 
I'm moving yes. there. It's like I can taste the fruits, and I didn't really know much about the south of France. I was still just, you know, out of Africa kind of person, and like, okay, there's France, and I knew about the wars and all this stuff, you know, but didn't realize what was going on culinary. What, you know, I knew there was good wine and stuff, but I didn't understand, like, how the That's vegetables and, you know, he was just like, you can, you know, the soil tastes good. You can eat the soil there and be fine kind of deal. <laughs> you know, he was just so so on and on about it, and I was like, what's going on over there? You know, I was very, very young at that point, and, and um I don't know if he ever made it over there. I hope so. <laughs> I know he really wanted to go there just for the food, just to eat real food. Well, and go ahead. Yeah, it's very true. Even a humble little potato. You know, it always strikes me when I go back. And mm. um, as you know, we always rent a, a little apartment or something because we like to go to the market and cook and mm-hmm. you know relax and and have pretend that we live there for a few weeks anyway. Yeah. And even yeah. you just go to the grocery store and it's not even organic, but you buy a, a inexpensive bag of red potatoes and come home and boil them up and put a little butter and local salt on them and it's this feast. Mm-hmm. And I you can't believe how much flavor. You know, this is oh, this is what a potato tastes like. I'd forgotten. Exactly. So, I wow, I definitely so agree true. with that fellow. Wow! Yeah, no, I, it's I know coming back from Kenya and England even, mm. and South Africa. When we came back to this country, we found the food to be absolutely tasteless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was it was just a different. And then yeah. I mean now we have different organic farms, but we didn't even understand like the groceries. Not yeah, having. we didn't, couldn't even understand well, why South, does this not taste like real South food? Africa ships yes. their fruit and mm. vegetables out. We used to get the third grade. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that was insanely good. You know, so it's it's it is about like protecting these you know protecting these places like our historic areas and mm-hmm. you know. But you you talk about going back to Chateau Neuf. I'm I'm getting into this word now, uh, this name. Um, <laughs> so the Janas is that who you were saying? Domaine de la Janas? Am I saying Domaine that? Domaine de la right? Janas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Janas. Um, you said that there. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Their actual vines, they had like 80 to 100-year-old vines. That's wow. incredible. Oh, yeah, and um, that's, that's not unusual. You'll find quite a, a lot of vineyards with older vines there because, you know, and they, they keep them and they nurture them as long as they can, and, but they're constantly mm-hmm. replacing and, and uh, tending and making sure everybody still, everybody, every vine <laughs> still produces mm-hmm. Uh, enough fruit for them because that's one of the challenges the the region faces is because it does have that border that geographical delineation and pretty well all the vineyard land that they can plant is planted so some of the uh, wineries will also have vineyards on the outskirts of the Appalachian and uh, in the Cote d'Aron region or mm-hmm. um, across the river in uh, Lirac or some of the others and uh, regions as well so that they can expand their portfolio a little bit. But, uh, yeah, old uh, vines are uh, wonderful, wonderful creatures. They don't produce as much fruit as a younger vine, but, uh, you know, vines are like people. When they get older, maybe we're not quite so fruitful, but we're wise. And what we say is interesting and, and has nuggets of of truth. So they don't provide a lot of fruit, but the fruit they have is really intense and flavorful and, and full the of characters. Character. The characters mm-hmm. in full force is, is what happens. You got it. They're wise greats. Yeah, they're wise They and, are and, very and, wise and, greats and, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, speaking yeah. of, of wise grapes, um, 
Is it Ro- Roger Sabon? I'm, I hope I'm getting Oh, it. Roger Sabon? <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm learning here. I'm learning here. I just, you know, it's like, <laughs> but this is Roger Sabon. Roger Sabon. Okay. I'm learning. Roger I'm actually, Stone. you know what? I'm actually, <laughs> I'm reading a book on Paris, like, and, and it's like, Okay, what's this word over here? But and anyway, uh, okay, their winery was from 1540. Wow. Well, their family, the Sabon family, has been in Chateauneuf since 1540. They can trace it back, and a lot of different wineries, uh, including Domaine La Genasse, is uh, owned by members of the Sabon family, as is Roger Sabon and um, another winery called Mont Olivet and several others in the region. So because their family's been there so long, we have generations and generations. And when you have children, ever since the the, uh, Napoleonic Code came in, all property has to be divided equally amongst all the children, male and female. Hmm. So you get everything sort of divvied up, and they get a little winery, and they start some wines, and they've got some vineyards, and... So you'll see a lot of people in Chateauneuf with the surname of Sabon. But Roger Sabon is the only winery where the surname appears in the name of the establishment. That's a pretty smart system. You know, no fighting over it. It's just equal and too bad if you don't like each other. Yeah. That yeah. would stop people trying to, you know, hopefully bump like off that. their family, too. Well, I don't know. No, well, that could, yeah, make, that's a big could make it worse. It could make but, it worse. I mean, there's no, you're my favorite, so you get more than the others. Just boom. That's it. Equal. That's and there's right. no black sheep left out thing, you know. Huh. Yeah, because it used to be like the eldest son inherited everything. Oh, and yeah, then, I know in England it's the first son and the second one you send him to Kenya. Oh, man. Yeah. Why do men always get that? <laughs> and the daughter no. better marry well or she's oh, yeah, you're like, a spinster. Yeah, she gets shipped off to a business. Yeah, there. and then you're a spinster, and <laughs> yeah. if you nag anybody, you get dunked in the river. Yeah, that's, I, I see. That's <laughs> I see what's take on. Do you see in, in yeah. France after the after – the, um, you know, after the Napoleonic Wars, they were pretty advanced, and they included the daughters in that too, in the inheritance. Wow! Now that's oh, a first. See, huh? Maybe friends. See, there's another really good tidbit for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, now Savon. <laughs> I'm getting there. Savon. Uh, I know. Thank you for putting up with my bad, bad uh, attempt oh, at, at uh, speaking any kind of French, but um, I'm trying, and I think that's the thing: try and have fun with it, you and, try. and really try. Cause, I mean, how, oh my like goodness! Say, I hate to many... think of the things I butcher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but I can speak Afrikaans and and speak in Dutch and help you with that and teach you the best swear words. But um, white wine, because you're talking about the history of this was really the red wines are like this amazing, amazing fruit, like you know the Syrahs, and you've got like the black pepper and the licorice, which is now I'm that's me, mm. that's that's mine. Like, mm-hmm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thirsty just thinking about that. But then you're saying that they're doing like the Rousans. Rousan? <laughs> Rousan, yeah. whites over there, too. White blend. Yes. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah, 94% of the production is red. And when most people think of Chateauneuf de Pop, they think red. But their 6% production of white wines, they're absolutely amazingly delicious. And mm. a lot of them, you know, you get occasionally you'll be able to buy some outside of France, but they're really hard to get, especially here in America. Uh, but so when we're over there, we drink a lot of white because it's just so, so good. Mm. So why did they produce so much red and so little white? Well, I think it's because the red has just always been what was popular mm. and what was identified with the region. And mm. reds keep better, so... In historical oh. sense, it was easier to ship a red wine to uh, to Britain or Germany or Holland or even over hmm. to Boston or Philadelphia or somewhere because it would survive the trip. Yeah. Whereas That's white wines were more delicate and they hmm. they didn't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I, I'm well, pretty sure that's one of the main region, reasons. Hmm. So. Now, you've got the white wines, you've got the red wines, you've got all these wineries you can visit, and then there's chocolate. But I want to say you talked about food and, and everything there, but you said, like, don't 
don't try and go have lunch. So do they skip lunch? Oh. What's going on with the lunch thing? No, no. Actually, you you do have do have lunch because it is tradition that around twelve o'clock, all the shops will close, and it used to be everything, even the supermarkets and the gas stations, everything. Noon, everybody shuts down, and everyone mm-hmm. goes home or goes to a, a cafe and has lunch for about two hours. And then they yep, open up hours. around one thirty, two o'clock. It's like Mexico. Hmm. Yeah, like it's Mexico like a siesta kind of idea. Yeah. And it's extremely civilized. But you just have to remember if you're visiting and you want to try and go to uh, several wineries in a day, you have to remember that you have this enforced break between noon and mm-hmm. 2 o'clock. And uh, it's it's just a wonderful tradition. So don't go knocking mm. on a winery door at one o'clock because nobody's going to answer. <laughs> wow! And you, you mentioned but you know, that really does. Make I like sense. that. Well, look, Exeter, California. When we're there, we've yes. done radio shows, and at noon mm-hmm. they have the siren that goes off in the downtown. And you think everyone jump under the table desk, you know? But they have to be that loud because it's telling all the farmers, you know, because they have all the orange groves and everything out there. It's lunchtime. And they've kept Excellent. this tradition on for over 100 years. It's cool. And so when you're there, you know, it's like, here goes the siren. It'll be on the radio show. I swear, World War II isn't happening. But they have <laughs> World War II lookouts all throughout but the farmland there, yeah. which is interesting, too. But it's like, wow, okay, that's cool. And and I think when, especially if America has that kind of thing, I go like, come on, people, we got to have some of those old school habits that can mm-hmm. remind us about what life is about. And I think that's why people go to France, is that France reminds us of actual quality of life you know yeah and it's a time to just reconnect and uh you know visit visit with your friends you can't run errands or anything like that because everybody else is closed too so you're kind of forced to just kind of wind down and be civilized and have a nice meal and a glass of wine and chat to your friends and your family and and just kind of regroup and then you go back to your work in the afternoon and you feel rejuvenated and refreshed and ready to tackle ready the rest of your day. Yeah, and then the stores and shops and, and so on will stay open until 6 or sometimes later. So you have ample time to get everything done. It's just broken into two parts. Mm. I think now, it's a great now, idea. You, mentioned, you yeah. mentioned a restaurant, and I think this is cool. I have to bring this up because we just had a, a conversation with Chef Ivan Flowers on how to make pistu? Pistu. I'm pistu. still not. I'm still not saying it right. Pistu. And then, yeah. and you commented on my Facebook on this, and I was like, okay, we learned two things that day. The one was biophilia was a whole new term that totally. I just want to call myself Miss Biophilia. That's who I am. And then there's other than wine. But then here it is, this pistu, and of course we got giggly and childish. But now oh, here yeah. it comes in in your section about if you go to the chateau. Noof, then you can go eat at Le, Le Pistou. So this, because this is like a pesto made out of ba- basil, faulty basil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, Pistou is, yeah, it is, I noticed when I read the recipe for um, Chef Ivan's Pistou, he had uh, jalapenos, I think, mm-hmm. in his. Yeah, which he added is, that in here because we're in America. Yeah, yeah cause I, I was going to say that's not traditional. I'm sure it's no. absolutely wonderful. Be, give it a wonderful kick. But uh, traditionally, it's sort of similar to what we think of as an Italian pesto, only it's mm-hmm. um, it's thinner. It's got a little bit more olive oil in it, and a, um, I don't know, it's just a little bit lighter. And it's really, really wonderful. In uh, there's a, a soup they make that has white beans and vegetables, and then they put the pea stew on top of it. And oh my goodness, is it ever delicious! But uh, nice. so yes, one of our favorite restaurants there. Uh, we go and have dinner every time we visit, and uh, it's called Le Pistou, and it mm. is very small, has a lovely little terrace out front, and very intimate and wonderful service. And they cook whatever's fresh that day. Uh, mm. Terrific salads and uh, what did we have? Oh, we had cacovin when we were there last time, and uh, the. The family that runs it, it's a husband and wife, and uh, mm-hmm. he does the cooking, and she's out at the front of the house, and she is just the most charming lady, and she gives the greatest wine recommendations. Absolutely cool. spot on. 
so you said kakova. Kakova, which what, is uh, yeah, chicken cooked in red wine. I was going to say, so over here we call it kokovin. Yeah. That's, that, well, no, kokovin, kokovin. That's what they say. Yeah. It's oh, chicken and wine, and it's wonderful. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was like, oh, she's mean. She means cocoa bin. No, that's <laughs> no. I need to not even try and say anything. That's Coca- how most Vaughan. Americans say it. I thought it was cocoa bin. I don't know. I most Americans say cocoa bin. Well, it's not turducken. Well, how about well, that? I wonder how Gordon <laughs> no, it's not turducken. All I know is it's not. <laughs> it is not turducken. That that's for sure. I don't think there's a French word for. <laughs> okay, let's talk about chocolate because I was looking at the photos yes. of that chocolate and I'm saying, listen, like you know, hello, like there's a thing called shipping chocolate. <laughs> friends over here in Tucson, that it won't melt. I swear. No, I'm kidding. But that chocolate. Well, unfortunately, you know, I can't. Cause they this. Wonderful chocolatier in uh, in Chateauneuf called uh, Bernard Castellan. They don't ship overseas. I was I so upset to find that out. So I just have to go back and stock up, I guess. But yes, it's this, it's their main factory. They have a couple of other shops in in the south of France. Mm-hmm. And you walk through the door, and it's kind of industrial looking and then you just follow your nose down this hall and there's this huge room and it's just row upon row of all these amazing beautiful uh chocolates Mm. and uh we were there just before easter so you can imagine how cute and colorful Mm. everything was with these you know like three foot high easter eggs and (laughs) all these wonderful things yeah, oh. it was great. And, uh, yes, they, they have a very charming young lady who comes along with this big, huge tray filled with all these little chocolates, but you can only take one. I mean, I wanted to scarf down half the tray. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's just wonderful. And they also uh, do uh, wine and chocolate pairing sessions. I love Ooh. that. They have a whole area mm. in their shop set aside for that. So you can call and uh, book ahead or pop in and, and make an appointment, and they do them uh, on certain time slots. And they do a, a guided wine and chocolate tasting with local wine. I, th- I think red wine and, and dark chocolate go really, really well I together. It. I love it. Yes. And I think white wine and that kind of nougat, nougat. nougat. I don't know oh, how you're yes. going to say it, go together. Well, well, oh, yeah, Chelsea Handler definitely. She'll say nugget. Well, but anyway, <laughs> how do you, I don't know how you say it. Nougat. Nougat. Yeah. Nougat. Nougat with the, yeah. um, especially with like pistachios and almonds. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, I, that I goes I with white cherries. wine. Yeah. One goes with white wine, the other goes I with white wine. I've never seen nougat around here. I don't, no. I, I, South Africa it's hard was, to find. Like a, big. I used to eat it all the time. Yeah, we used to have it all the time, but you come here and then you, you don't get it. Steve, our Hollywood historian, says he's messaging me to say it's Coca Vin over here. He's going with you. Coca Vin. Okay. He's jumping in. He's, he's asking how <laughs> Americans say it. Coca Vin. Carol. <laughs> Carol. Chan, she's, I did. I know. <laughs> Carol she's Channing there. says it's Coca Vin. Yeah, for over here. But you're going uh-huh. Coca Vin over there. So it's interesting to me about that. So where would you go? Would you be able to like have a picnic? Where because to me, I'm I'm just to me it's beautiful. And the photos you sent of the downtown, like being able to take a historical walking tour, to me would be mm-hmm. incredible. So like yeah, picnic time, especially to the chocolate. To the chocolate. Yes. Are there like? You can, well, you can pick up. Yes, can, definitely. Like, have, Mm-hmm. Pick up some chocolate. But, yeah, there's um, a little shop that we particularly like, uh, and it's right on the main street. And it's called Le Petit Serre Cave de Vigneron. And it's um, a little shop, and they carry a, a huge selection of local wines. And they also mm-hmm. carry a lot of local foodstuffs, like different sausages and cheeses and uh, different types of uh, crackers. So you can go in there and pick up all that kind of thing. And they're open seven days a week, which is really unusual. So that's kind of a lifesaver. And then Mm. there's also just down the street, there's a a boulangerie, a bakery. So you can get your bread and maybe a little uh, little cake or something for afterwards and take a picnic and maybe Mm. go up to the top of the village to the, uh, the ruins of the Pope's summer house of the chateau that's a beautiful spot actually to have a picnic up there 
but or out oh. in the vineyards, pull by the side of mm. the road. Yes, the options are endless. I want to get on a plane mm. and fly there right now. You're making me okay. Hungry. Let's go. Yeah, so like I'll go with you. So now the one-hour walk can happen there because that's important. Everybody hashtag yeah. one-hour walk. This is you got to walk off all the yeah. chocolate and the bread and the, the cheese, wine. definitely. Yeah. Well, you could go sideways, but yeah. But so this is this this is you've got this all these buildings downtown like it's like a little village you're walking through, right? It is. It's really very small, uh, and uh, it's is on a hill, but it's not a super steep hill. And, yeah, you can just walk. I always like to walk up. There's one uh, main street. That's actually the one that goes past the Peace Do, and it heads up to the church, which is sort of halfway to the um, the chateau. And then you can walk up to the chateau and overlook all those beautiful vineyards. And you can, on a nice clear day, you can see the uh, the Rhone River flowing by. And it's Absolutely gorgeous and relaxing. And then you can walk down, and there's all these little side streets. And I always like to explore when I'm going downhill because I know that even if I think I'm lost, as long as I keep going down, I'm going to get back to my starting point one way or another. See, there you go. And there's, I like you, that. Yeah, there's, there's little houses. There's all kinds of wineries. There are quite a few different wineries and tasting rooms that are in the village. Uh, but mostly I just like looking at the uh, the architecture and the way people put out little pots with olive trees and flowers and decorate the front steps of their homes. Uh, yeah. The trees are cool. gorgeous. It's just relaxing. There's not a lot of cars that get in your way. And, uh, you know, you never know who you'll meet and people walk past you and say good morning and hello and there's little wild kitties running around it's great oh cool kittens kittens <laughs> i love this now everyone <laughs> hillary will be back on big blend radio on july 14th and she's going to tell us how to take you know how to enjoy wine tasting without having that fear of like me not knowing how to pronounce anything and not spitting. <laughs> so that's my first oh, you question. Do, you do you spit or not to spit? Not uh, do you, is it, are they are there legs in your glass or not? Um, and and to take that fear of it so we can enjoy ourselves and go wine tasting anywhere in the world. And so she'll be on talking about that. If you have any questions for Hillary, you can do it anonymously. You can do whatever you want to do. Just email us through blendradioandtv.com, and we'll we'll put those questions to Hillary because, as you can see, she's a good teacher, you know, and she put up with us. So, um, oh, yes, anything it's goes. such a trial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no. you know, and, and Priscilla. So, and also on social media, you can uh, you know tweet us uh, Hillary at. Uh, Northwinds Wine and also uh, Big Blend Mag. You can do that or on Facebook. Find us on there too. And uh, at our just page, spit to or not to spit. Spit or not spit. Yeah, here uh-huh. we go. So that's really what that we want to talk question. about. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but you know, we've got a special song for you. You know, we always like to play oh, special wonderful. music for our guests. You know, so um, I need help with this. But I think it, it it's the song that when the very first radio chat you came on our show was to talk about France. And uh, we immediately all enjoyed ourselves because you're talking about wine and a good place and you're fun to talk with. And, and then I was like, oh, I got this song I'm going to play. And it kind of went with where you were. I don't know if this does. Um, and now let me see. Is it La Vie des Salut? I don't know. Does that make sound right to you? There's La like Vie, a, a, The Life, yeah. What was the rest the of the salut. title? The Salut. It's S-A-U-L-I-E-U. Life in a Saloon. No, it's a city. It's a city south of Paris. I think I remember that song. Yeah, and there's cheese in it. Yes, it did have cheese in it. It's a wonderful song. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to play that. So it's La Vie de Salut. I don't know. It'll make sense when everyone hears it, and, um, you know, I hear it, and then I can say it immediately, but then, like, you know. It's been a few hours since I uploaded it for the radio show. Well, you know what? It, 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 music is music, and it, it transverses all kinds of linguistic difficulties. There we it's go. True. And wine does that, too. Music and wine, yeah, it there's does. no problem. It and makes so those funny too. words really much easier to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. Always a pleasure <laughs> having you on the show. And we look forward to our chat on the 14th. You know we're going to have a list of questions that are crazy for you, right? You know it's coming. I'm looking it's forward be... to it. And as always, thank yep. you to both of you. I had a great time, and uh, I hope I didn't geek you out too much. 
No, no. no I'm, all. all I'm thinking about is I feel way smarter. I, I just see all these like <laughs> rock balls and vineyards rock and balls. and red wine and chocolate. It sounds good to me. <laughs> you taught me stuff. About I know. Sounds like heaven, it doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Everybody, NorthwindsWineConsulting.com is Hillary's website. Again, if you go to BlendRadioAndTV.com, you'll see her in our expert department. You can listen to our past interviews and read her articles there. But here it is, a song from Wally Lauder, based here in Tucson. WallyLauder.com is his website. La vie de salut. And it's all about cheese in France. So here it is. Take care, Hillary. <laughs> you too. Talk to you next month. In the countryside of France, on the road between Paris and Lyon, there's a town in the region of Burgundy, La Région de Bourgogne. There are winding streets and lots of little shops. There always seems to be a buzz in the air. Lingeries, a music that you won't believe Cafes and restaurants everywhere The town of Soya is in the heart of France On the road between Paris and Lyon Where travelers stop to rest for a while And feel the welcome of those who make it their home Marie Francoise runs a little cheese shop Better known as a Fromagerie She's a woman who's the picture of the heart of France This is what she said to me Si vous visitez un Fromagerie Vous êtes tout parce que nous avons tant de choix Regardez ce vermange de chef Nous avons vingt sortes différentes Which is to say, if you visit a cheese shop in France, you are lost because we have so many choices. Look at all this goat cheese. We have over 20 different kinds. Soil feeds the grass, grass feeds the goat. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.